0: Transfer news. Unlikely. I, hey, that's not what I wrote. I don't really care. We're going with it now. All right, soccer Today new bracket America. Soccer new bracket America. Featuring Bassel Do talking about soccer lots. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Soccer Noob Rocket America featuring you-know-who. Hello! Yeah, that's my 11-year-old kid comparatively new to being alive. I'm still comparatively new to you, perhaps, to soccer. And if I'm not, hey, we are going to be doing some learning together. I mean the whole world at once. We are here to give you mini previews of 10 of the most important matches from all over the world. Just a few things about a lot of different matches. No deep dives here, but we think we have something for everyone. And as big matches as we define that, big tournament matches all over the world, huge league matches, sometimes from big important countries some that are from countries that maybe are not so soccer known if it's important where it's being played then by gosh it's important to us and there's a pretty good chance it's on our radar this week we are going to look at games covering December 8 through 14 that is Friday through Thursday with no further ado let's jump right in with match number one match number one Our last match chronologically, we're going to do it that way this episode. Once again, we're headed over to Europe for their secondary international club tournament, the Europa League for noobs like me. That is one step below the Champions League. Think of it as the NIT, if you will, from American College Basketball of European soccer, except the teams from the Champions League can actually drop down into this one and teams from this one can drop down into yet another one should they lose. In any event, they are in their last match of the group stage. The teams that are participating, they had been divided into groups of four. The top two from each will advance. The number three finishers in each group, those are the one that will drop down to the Europa Conference League, the tertiary tournament. Juiciest looking match up to my eyes look to be out of La Liga. Number one in the group, Real uh, Betis versus number B. We'll explain that in a short bit newer listeners, Rangers. Taking a look at the table, there's a reason And this whole group looked really good for the most part. Real Betis, uh, they have nine points. Rangers have eight. Sparta Prague has seven. So as you can see, just about anything can happen. I don't even remember who the fourth place finisher was. Apparently they were cat and founder and are not alive. When these two uh, face off in Scotland, it was Rangers that got the best of the Spaniards 1-0. They'll do it again this time at 3 o'clock in the afternoon eastern time us in spain on paramount plus or if you prefer a spanish language stream uh check out vix all right first uh real betis like a lot of uh, football teams they have a number of nicknames my favorite is the heliopolitans i like to think of that as like the sun worshipers they are from the major city of seville and we're in the second division as recently in spain as 2014 15. um obviously they've won that title after that and that was actually their seventh division two title last year they were in the Europa League as well and they got to the round of 16 that seems to be pretty standard for them in recent years in fact let's take a look at how they're doing in this event well they lead the table for good reason they have the number one offense and defense defense is especially impressive as they are giving up less than one goal per match For a little bit broader look at uh, how they're doing on the year and how they play, they are currently in seventh place in La Liga. So top third of the league, that is pretty good, puts in the position to get to at least the Europa League or the Europa Conference League next year. Although it's worth noting, by the way, whoever wins the Europa League, gets an automatic berth into the Europa Conference League next year. Ooh, la, la. So in league, uh, the offense has actually been the problem. They're only average in that regard. But again, that defense really keeps them afloat. They're giving up just over one goal per match is all, and they are fourth best in that regard. Key player to look for, there is one man I want you to keep an eye out for on your TV screen. And that is their team MVP, uh, their Spaniard attacking midfielder, goes by the singular name of Isco, I-S-C-O. Two goals, two assists, and for a guy who really tries to push forward, he is an incredibly accurate passer for the position. Spent the heart of his career with uh, Real Madrid, so you know he's a really serious baller team's current form they are 1-2-0 and in their last three and they have only suffered one defeat in their last 17 matches across all competitions and they're getting to play at home can Rangers overcome uh, they are from the Glasgow area southwest part of that major metro uh, district or suburb called uh, Goban they are ranked number 28 of all clubs in UEFA I mention that because that puts them right above the English one of their big six dreaded on this show Tottenham Hotspur so that may Rangers, one of my favorite clubs in Europe of all time, since Tottenham is my least favorite. Uh, last year, they made the Champions League group stage, had a really nice one, run. Twice they have finished runners-up in this event, most recently 2021-22. They've got the second-best offense going. Uh, this group is pretty uh, plays it pretty tight to the vest, it seems like. Not a lot of goal scoring. They're getting just over one goal per match. They are also tied for number one on defense. Expect a low-scoring affair here. Currently in the Scottish Premiership, they are second place, just a handful of points behind Celtic, and uh, they have in that league second-best offense getting over two goals per match, so they do like to uh, uh, push in domestic play anyway, but that defense, again, outstanding, only giving up a goal every other match on average, so I have a feeling that they will lean into that since, as they say, defense travels key players to look for tied for number one in league scoring for them with nine on the year is Abdallah Sima from Senegal he's a left winger just 22 years old on loan from Brighton who are having a pretty decent year over in the English Premier League but if you follow the fo- uh, footmob application like I do you can believe that their league uh, MVP not just team but league is probably James defernier he is from England plays right back for them but obviously is more of a wing back because he has uh, he is second best in goals plus assist with eight and four of those on the year respectively also worth noting a fun one to look for second best in accurate long balls per 90 so who knows if they do try to do something on a counter this might be the guy you see involved that is connor goldson he is an english center back for them and another brighton connection he was previously with that team And their goalkeeper, number one in the league in clean sheets with 10, Jack Butland. He is from England as well, and he is the only guy in the league saving over 80% of the shots he faces. Team's current form, they are unbeaten in 13, and they have won three straight. Match number B. I know it's early in the show, but noobs, tumbly, getting a little rumbly. I think as we head into match number B, which, by the way, replaced that phrase number two in your lives Yeah, number two, bathroom talk. Number B, so much better. The new number between one and three. Listen to it in action. It's another Thursday match, and we go to the aforementioned Europa Conference League. This is only a few years old and is the tertiary event below the Europa Conference League. They, too, have been divided into groups of four, and the top two will advance. Unlike the Europa League, there's nowhere for the number three finishers to go except for home. So they are fighting for the international footy survival. Best-looking matchup to us looked like a... Uh, uh, Rosgrad out of Bulgaria versus Nordjaland out of Denmark. We encourage you to use your Google machine powers this particular week to check out how things are looking because a rumbly-tumbly culture break, yeah, it means we're going to talk about food. And I discovered something from the north-central part of the country where Razgrad is located, Bulgaria, the city after which the home team is named, Kapensko Yogurt. Seems like everybody knows about uh, Greek yogurt, but while it's a little richer in protein, are for a little bit more high-calorie, not as healthy in that particular regard. It is much more probiotic, if I can use that as an adjective, even than Greek yogurt, which is very good. Probably about two and a half times of those uh, good by, uh, bacteria, and it's got its only very own brand. I, I don't remember the Latin term for it, but bul- Bulgaris something, something that is specific to this yogurt. The local recipe for which dates back centuries. Interestingly, you, you can actually use milk from any number of different herd animals and cow is probably the least of those uh, least used of those unless you're talking about uh, commercial production. This stuff is so thick that you can cut it with a knife and when you're making it a pot, when it's done, if you turn the pot upside down, it doesn't fall out. It would be like going to Dairy Queen, except for more yogurty. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it is so important and specific to this particular area that uh, in times past, uh, local families would choose their daughters-in-law based on the girl's skill in being able to make this particular food. Specifically, wow, talk about an important part of the culture. Now, here's an interesting detail in the recipe, uh, that while you're boiling the milk for it, it's tradition to blow on the forming cream exactly three times. And I don't have a sounder for it, but you're supposed to make a specific noise when you are blowing on it. And that was believed to have a magical power and keep bad luck away. All right, now once the boiled milk is mixed with yogurt to ferment in a copper or clay pot, you need to keep it wrapped, the closed pot, in wool and leave it for at least three to four hours. Uh, you're going to get a tangier, stronger taste if you leave it any longer than that, which is fine. But the important thing is that you want to keep a stable temperature of just a little bit over a hundred degrees when you're making that. So, if yogurt is your thing, perhaps you didn't know about this particular one, and now. You can go try to get it, or at the very least, Google up a more specific recipe for how to make it. Remember that word, Kapansko, K-A-P-A-N-S-K-O. Match number three. Number three will be our only Wednesday match, and it is sort of a stand-in, if you will, for any number of matches just like it. I'm talking about FA Cup Finals. For newer fans, FA Cups are tournaments that are almost exclusively held in the calendar, right alongside league play, but they play separate matches, usually as teams not only from the top league, but several flights down. And the one in Chile is no mistake. They have reached their FA Cup Final. You'll find out why we've chosen that over a few others in just a moment. Now, first of all, the winner gets a Copa Libertadores group stage berth next year. That is the South American Champions League. Unlike in Europe, where the teams only get to go to the second or third best tournament, here the championship is worth just a little bit more for the FA Cup. But in Chile, there is a caveat that is, if the winner is actually playing in Division I the following year. Get more into that in a moment. Your matchup is Magallanes versus Colo Colo. Now, it's possible it's uh, Magallanes because I know the club is named for uh, Magellan the Explorer, but I think it's usually a hard G. Uh, Colo Colo finished the league season in third place, and so they have already earned a Copa Libertadores group stage. Magallanes, they finished in second to last place, so they have been relegated already. They will not be at the top flight, so what happens if they win? Well, they'll get a cash prize that's a bit bigger than the one that they would normally get for winning this, but they will not get to go to international play. That is a rule in Chile. So, who are the teams that benefit most from this? Well, your number four finishers in the league were Palestino, so now instead of getting to go to the Copa Sudamericana, a secondary tournament like the Europa League, they get now the champions League or Copa Libertadores' birth, And then also number eight league finishers, uh, Union uh, La Calera, they will now, instead of getting to sit at home, they will actually get to go participate in the Copa Sudamericana. All right. Between these two, they played twice this year and Colo Colo won both times, as you might guess, Uh, 2-0 at their place. And then a 1-2 victory was theirs on the road. Magallanes are your home team for this. And so we will talk about the Blue and Whites first from San Bernardo, which is a city that's actually part of the greater Santiago area, uh, which is naturally the capital of the country. Uh, It's got about a quarter million people. And the one thing that this place is most famous for is being the indigenous folklore capital of the country multiple massive festivals related to that here by the way they are also your event defending champions so they did get to play international ball last year even though they were in the second division when they won the fa cup they were getting promoted into the first division voila they got to participate this year they have in fact won four uh top flight titles but the last one was all the way back in 1938 yeah they uh Their halcyon days are long since gone by. In this event, they advanced to the final with a 3-2 victory on aggregate over a Primera B side, that is the second division in Chile, number 14 there, Universidad de Concepcion. In 2023 league play, they have struggled on both ends of the ball, but particularly on defense, giving up almost one and two-thirds goals per match in a league where scoring comes at a premium. Nevertheless, some key players to look for. If you can find a stream for this one, number three, an accurate passes per 90 minutes for a starter, 40 years old. That is ancient in football years. Their center back, Christian uh, Vilches, who spent, interestingly, the heart of his career with Colo Colo. Second best in clearances per 90 minutes in the league is their starter, Nicolas Berardo. He is from Argentina, another central back, and he is also a veteran, 33 years old. Maybe this team just got a little too long in the tooth, although these players were obviously very good. Uh, But unfortunately for them, the problem was really in net. Second worst in goals conceded in the league with 1.7 per match, made the vast majority of the starts, Gaston uh, Rodriguez from Uruguay team's mvp though has probably been felipe Espinosa, their left back no goals but a couple of assists and he really excels specifically a ground duels i'm not sure he's the tallest fellow but if the ball's on the ground he's getting it from you or he is keeping it team's current form they lost to last place creco unido in league play and that's not the 2-1-0 and streak so they've you know they've been a little bit on bit on fire and by the way i introduced them at the uh, this them as the home team here but i'm sure this is being played in a neutral site now, Colo Colo, they are known as, amongst many other things, uh, the cacique, which loosely translates to boss, but it's a weightier word than that. It has some political connotations, and it's also of indigenous background. Uh, they play out of the suburb of Macul, which is in the east-central part of Greater Santiago. Uh, it's got well over 100,000 people there. By and large, this is a middle-class residential area, although they do have some industrial stuff there as well. They have won the league title, or this event, I should say, 13 different times. And the last time was 2021. So they're looking to take that crown back after a short rest. But many more league titles than that. This is the country's historical power. 33 league titles. They were the first one ever in Chile to win a Copa Libertadores championship. And as you would guess, they are the most supported team in the nation. They, too, uh, got to get out of the semifinal and to this match with a win over A second division team, they played Cobre Loa and beat them on aggregate. Key players to look for. Tied for number one in event scoring. This is the only name you need to know this year with this team. He's got five just in this event alone. Forget league play. Carlos Palacios, he is a midfielder for them. He's actually on loan uh, from a a decent, if not great, Brazilian team, Vasco uh, Vasco de Gama. In league play this year, that just was, uh, has just wrapped up. They were number five on defense. That's good. But they had the number one defense going. In fact, they were the only team specifically giving up less than a goal per match. Key player to look for them on the offensive, or not on the offensive side, but on the defensive end. Their netminder with 11 clean sheets on the year, Uh, Brian uh, Cortez. He's also made 16 national team appearances, so he's easily used to pressure like this in trophy matches. Team's current form, they are 4-0 and 1 in their last five. Match Match number four. Match number four is one of our Tuesday matches and we head to Asia for their Champions League where their group stage is also in the last match. The winners get to move on to the knockout stage. The second place finishers in each of the groups possibly get to go on to a playoff round. They have to finish in the top three in their region, the AFC. The Asian Football Confederation divides things into east and west, which is understandable given how broad a continent we're talking about. You can catch this particular match that we are going to talk about on Paramount Plus at four 30 in the morning eastern time yeah get up for this one hey at least we picked you a unique one number three in their group but still in it Buriram united versus number one vent kofu and if you don't know that name don't feel bad we'll tell you why not to feel bad about that in just a little bit i believe that kofu won the first match one nil Take a look at the table. Everybody is still alive. That's why this one is still uh, such a great one to look at. Kofu are in first place with eight points. Melbourne City are just behind them. Also with eight. Borough Ram have six and uh, Chinese club uh, Zhejiang Professional also have six. So everybody is still in it to at least potentially finish in second place. Now, um, we've been talking just a very little bit here and there about some of the uh, money lines, betting related things. I say stay away from this particular one, as tempting as it is to do big things like the Champions League. When it gets late, uh, it's just a little bit tricky, but in this event, it's different. Uh, if you really want to play Burrow Ram, they are slightly favored, but uh, don't settle for less than a plus 200 and change, and only do it on a two way line. That way, uh, the bet is voided if it turns into a draw, which I obviously could easily happen now before we get into the secret of vent Fret kofu let's talk about burram first since they'll be hosting this in thailand uh burram is also the city out of which they play and they're known as the city of happiness that's the literal translation so the southeast part of the country very known for its agriculture and tourism uh i read somewhere that the population is about two hundred thousand. if that's true it's increased tenfold in just the last decade i'm not saying that couldn't have happened but That's an awful lot for anywhere in the world. The club, they are known as the Thundercastle. And uh, worldwide, I believe by the IFFHS, they are ranked just outside the top 300 clubs in the world. uh, Well inside the top 50 in Asia and considered second best historically in the country. They have made 10 Champions League appearances, all since 2009. Never done better than the round of 16. Uh, That was their best in uh, 2000, or round of 16. They managed that in 2018. They qualified for this year's event by winning last year's Thai League, the top flight in Thailand. Currently, they are in fourth place, but they're undefeated. They've just had a lot of draws. They'll be up there in the top two again before too long, I'm sure. Taking a look at how they've done in their league so far this year, the offense has been good. The defense exquisite, giving up just over a goal every other match on average. They've only got the number four goal differential, which is a little troubling for domestic play. We'll see if it comes into play here key players to look for well the league mvp in my opinion so far has been Tiratorn torn bunmatan he is a left back 33 years old uh he gets up the field plenty three assists he's even got a goal very good at duels and blocks so he is not short on his uh, defensive duties Number one in clean sheets, they've got in net, that is uh, Sivarak Tedsonyan. He is 39 years old, native of Thailand. He has been here his entire career, and I don't mean in Thailand, I mean with this club, since 2002. That is a long spell. Probably doesn't even have a mortgage at this point. Paid it off. And he's made 28 national team appearances. So international fans, this may be a, na- a known name to you. By the way, the Thai League One is uh, considered to be the number eight ranked league in the AFC, which is not bad, but it's a a fair bit below (laughs) the Japanese one where Kofu are from. They are one of two Thai teams that have been participating in this event. And in the event, they've had the third best offense and defense. They're getting a little bit over one and a third goal per match team event scoring leader for them has been their Serbian midfielder. He's uh, netted three. That is Goran uh, Ciaustic. Uh, twice he has been back home with Red Star Belgrade, one of the two very good clubs there, and also with Osasuna, kind of a yo-yo team between the top two flights in Spain. Team's current form, they are 1-1-1 one, one, and one in all competitions in their last three with an eight versus six goal differential. That defense, a little bit troubling. And now vent for it, Kofu. Uh, that is a city on the, uh, the big island for Japan, East Central Park. 200,000 people, very known for its wine and then economically some food processing as well. It is surrounded by mountains on all sides. So if you want something kind of a little bit like a northern Italian vacation, but you know, could end up with something a little bit cheaper, I guess I'm not sure. This could be a really interesting change of pace. Now, uh, they have been in the top flight in Japan uh, three different times. The most recent stretch was 2013 through 17. You'll notice that doesn't include right now. Yeah, that's they qualified for this event by winning last year's FA Cup called the Emperor's Cup in Japan, but they play in the second division. This is the only way they could have gotten in. And yet here they are leading their group. Quite unbelievable, even as strong an Asian nation football-wise as Japan is. They are tied for number one on offense, uh, getting one and two-thirds goals per match, second-best defense. It's been amazing. I expect them to win out. Uh, we'll take a look at how they're doing in J2 league. I'm not sure how that compares to, say, the J or the uh, Thai league one, but they finished 2023 in just eighth place. And uh, the offense and defense, that's right about where they were, you know, giving up a little under one and a quarter goals per match. I think they'll try to keep this low scoring. On the scoring leaderboard, if they do get some goals, they're likely to come from Peter Otaka. He's got 12 on the Ering league play. Uh, Nigerian striker, another veteran player, got a theme going, 39 years old. Actually started his club with the European club Odense, which I believe is over in Denmark. But he spent the entire rest of his career in the Far East. Teams current form 0-1-1 in their last two with a four against five goal differential. Match number five. We stay on Tuesday for match number five, and I want you to be aware that the FIFA Club World Cup is going on, and it is just getting started. First round, which only has two teams in it. This is not nearly the tournament that it could be, in my opinion. Everybody knows that all the best you know, players, and the most money is over in Europe. So really, the European Champions League is sort of considered the unofficial world championship. But each of the six continental champions meet the next year to play in an event, plus the host of the country that is having it. And this year's is being held in Saudi Arabia. So your first match includes the host qualifiers, al Itihad versus semi-professional but OFC champions, that's Oceania Football Confederation, Auckland City. The winner will get to play Egyptian Mammoth's All-Ali in the second round. Good luck to both. That's all we're going to learn about this uh, match in this event this particular time, because this is the time of show where I like to uh, normally give my daughter the microphone, but she has so been uh, busy with school, and uh, she is now on the school archery team. In fact, recently just had her first match. Congratulations on getting your first ever competition under your belt, person noob, and getting a 10 in the competition. She even beat one of the 10th grade guys yeah i was pretty proud so What she likes to do in the middle of every show is move a little bit away from the soccer and take a look at an endangered animal or threatened animal where the match that we would be looking at is being played. So what we're going to look at, it's not endemic purely to Saudi Arabia, but it's certainly one of its homes, something simply known as the sand cat. But yes, it is a fair bit different than a regular cat, if not light years difference. Uh, It is currently of least concerned status around the world, although in this particular part of the world, it's a little bit more threatened and previously globally was listed, in fact, as near-threatened. One of uh, of the ways that the animal differs is in uh, a moderately consistent uh, color scheme. It it has a lot of lighter, sandy colors and such to match in with its environments. Or if it's more of of a sand desert, if it's more of a mountainous kind of desert, it'll have some light grays mixed in there. It's also got a wider, flatter head than the cats we usually uh, see in uh, the Old World and uh, in the Americas. So it's a little bit funny looking to my eyes anyway. And helping with that funny-lookingness, if that's a word, but having a very good reason for it, their ears, instead of pointing out to the side, they're very much downturned, it is so they can better hear prey of theirs that is underground. Yeah, we'll get into what they eat in a little bit. And, particularly the ones in the desert settings, they have very, very long hairs on their paws, and that is to protect them from, of course, the hot desert ground they're walking along on. Usually they rest during the day in burrows, but they don't do the burrowing themselves. They're not that different than regular cats. Uh, They can be somewhat lazy. They use the burrows from other animals that have abandoned them. And then they move around and hunt at night. What are they hunting for? Well, rodents, birds, no real surprise there, but also uh, snakes and lizards and very specifically some poisonous ones. doesn't bother them at all. In fact, they like so much to hunt. They're so good at it that oftentimes they will catch more than they can eat in one sitting and they will bury some of their food a little bit like a dog might with some things as far as the size of the ears i mentioned that they kind of look the same albeit they're downturn but the ear canals themselves are twice as wide which i don't know how the math works out on this but basically it means that they can let in five times as much sound so you think your cat sleeps likely goodness imagine this thing probably never gets into REM sleep as far as their threats, like so many animals, the uh, biggest thing is habitat, lo- habitat loss, and that's by expanding human settlements. And a lot of the times it's uh, letting their, uh, their ground getting turned into ground that's more suited for livestock grazing. Some countries protect them legally, and thank you to those, but Saudi Arabia does not happen to be one of them. So once again, thank you, Person Noob for introducing us and doing some research on the Sand Cat. Los Gatos, so finicky, so demanding, but it's hard to say no in what they want is a recap of last week's matches. So they shall have it. I shall acquiesce. Match number one last week was a Saturday match from Major League Soccer Conference Finals. We decided to highlight number three LAFC and number four Houston. I said to go ahead and bet on Houston and for both to score and it turned out that didn't go well. LAFC won two to nil. Congratulations to them. Good luck in the final. Sunday, match number B from the Mexican second division the Liga de Expansión Apatura final. Second leg of the home and away two-legged tie between Cancun and uh, Atlante. Uh, This one did go my way. I thought it was going to be all Cancun, the new power instead of the old traditional one. And Cancun won 3-0. Won me a couple of bets on that. Match number three, North Macedonia's first league was the place. Number one, Shkupi took on number B, Shkendia. No less fun to say this week than last week. And Shkupi won 1-0. So they had the most fun of all. Match number four from South Korea's K-League One. Number three, Gwangju took on number B, Pohang Steelers. They played to a nil-nil draw no change in the table there. Monday, match number five from the FA Cup in England. Second round, AFC Wimbledon took on our minnows, Ramsgate, and squished them into little tiny uh, minnow pieces. I thought that was going somewhere else. Wimbledon won five, nothing. Match number six from the AFC Champions League group stage. Number one, Idahad out of Saudi Arabia. They played Iranian power, Sepahan. Second best in the group, Idahad, got the home win 2-1. Both teams do end up advancing. Uh, Sepahan finished second best as the number B finishers uh, in that particular region of the AFC Champions League. Tuesday, match number 7 from the CONCACAF Central American Cup. Second leg of the home and away two-legged tie between Alajuelense from Costa Rica and Real Esteli from Nicaragua. They played to a 1-1 draw. That means Alajuelense advanced 4-1 on aggregate. Match number 8 from the African Women's AFCON. That's their national uh, championships for the national teams as opposed to clubs. Second qualification Around second leg of the home and away two-legged tie between Botswana and Kenya when we highlighted in Botswana they defended their home turf with a one nil win Uh, Botswana advanced two to one on aggregate Wednesday match number nine from the CONCACAF Caribbean Cup final second leg of the home and away two-legged tie Cavalier from Jamaica versus Robin Hood all one word which is why I say it a little faster than I might otherwise referring to say the fictional character and they play out of Suriname and they did their home country proud with a nil two win they win the the overall home and away two-legged tie nail 3 on aggregate and we'll move on to the next event Match number 10 was from the Premier League of Benin. Number one, Sobamap took on number B, Ayemma. Ayemma got the 0-1 win, and the two of them switched positions. A new king on top there in D. And now your bonus matches with explanations coming later. Wednesday's round of the week, we went right back to the well. Benin's Premier League, Group C this time. Number nine, Aziza versus number one, ASPAC. And, ooh... It was Aziza getting a 1-0 win. They're still in the basement, even with that big scalp they just got. But it did knock ASPAC down to second place in the group. Your most meaningless match of the world, a Tuesday match from the Premiership in Scotland. Visiting Motherwell took on number nine, Ross County. Motherwell were eighth. And let's see here. I liked but did not love going with uh, Ross County for the win here. But we got plus 150 if you bet it along with me. And we made some coin because Ross County won 3-0. And now finally your match of Disappointed was a Tuesday match from the Kuwaiti Premier League number 9 Kaitan versus number 10 Jara They played to a truly disappointing nil-nil draw and yes I can Throw in as many affixes as I Want because it is my show along with Person Noob and she has never objected Enjoying the use of that word as well That concludes your recap of last week's Matches now let's get back into The upcoming week's matches with Match number 6 The last of our Tuesday coverage, match number six takes us to Europe for their Champions League, where the group stage is in the last match. Top two from each group of four will advance to the knockout stage. The number threes will drop down to the Europa League. I'll bet that sounds somewhat repetitive from earlier in the show, but just here we're at the very tippy top of the tournament pyramid, the best of the best. And the matches that we're going to look at, number B in their group, uh, Copenhagen versus number three, Galatasaray out of Turkey. Taking a look at their table, uh, Bayern lead, I made a note here by a million. Not sure that's quite literal, but that's okay. Uh, regardless, they're number one and nothing's going to change that. Uh, Copenhagen, they have five points. Uh, Galatasaray are also on five. Uh, Man United have four points. They played to a 2-2 draw in Turkey, so that means that right now the Copenhagen's uh, one goal advantage and goal differential would be the tiebreaker. Series between these two has gone 1-1-1. One, one and one. They haven't played a whole lot in recent years, as you would imagine. It's a great big world, but you could catch this iteration 3 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. on Paramount Plus or VIX for Spanish language streaming. And by the way, bet noob likes. I say uh, these are two teams that are pretty even on paper. Uh, neither the Turkish clubs nor any of the Northern European clubs really have a uh, a long-standing tradition of getting super deep into these leagues. So this falls into all other things being equal, take. The home team and you're going to get decent odds it's fairly even all the way around you're going to get plus 180 uh, with Copenhagen I think uh, the Turkish team is getting too much action and let's talk about the Danes first Copenhagen they are the 44th ranked club in all of UEFA and are known as the Lions boo so if you don't bet on them be sure to boo against them because every third club in the world and team is Lions could we be original please 2010-2011 Champions League they made the round of 16 best they've ever done there they made the quarterfinals of the 2019-20 Europa League their best in that particular event here in this event uh, they're not doing a lot offensively compared to their counterparts getting a little bit over one and a half goals per match but it's their defense where they're having to excel they've got the second best overall goal differential They qualified for this event as Denmark's uh, Super League as champions last year. And because it is the 15th ranked league in Europe, they got to enter at the second qualifying round instead of the first qualifying round. Gives them a little bit extra rest having come into the event. In league play, they are currently in third place. Offense, excellent. Two goals on the dot per match. Tied for best in the league. Uh, The defense, it's not bad. It's in the top half of the league, but, you know, really nothing to write home about. So it's been a little bit different for them in National play versus domestic play. Nevertheless, key players to look for, team MVP, in my opinion, and number one league in assists, and that is a fact. With seven is Elias Achouri or maybe Akouri, I'm not sure which. I do know he's from Tunisia and plays left wing for them, just 24 years old, yet he's almost up to double digits on national team appearances for a pretty good Tunisian side. Another key player to look for if you're watching this, look for their Dutch center back, Kevin uh, Deeks. He's second best in accurate long balls. I love seeing those extra long shots. Uh, you're not allowed to sneak back the entire de- beyond the entire defense as, a, as an offensive player for fear of getting called off sides. But if you can make that work, land it in the right zone, this guy is one of the best and could get some assists on that. He gets five and three quarters of those per match. That is a lot. Team's current form, well, their FA Cup that they played in their last match, snapped an 0-2-3 stretch for them. So uh, if you bet, maybe don't bet uh, the house on them. They're not playing their best ball as of late, at least domestically. And now Galatasaray, named for a club of the same name. They are on the European side of Istanbul, ranked number 55 in UEFA. And RAR. They are also known as the Lions. Uh, can everybody lose instead of draw? Goodness, turkey, turkeys. It's so easy. Just change it. You don't even have to be turkeys. Change it you know, Change it to the bacon. I, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm just so upset over all these lions. They won the now Europa League in 1999-2000 and have a different name back then, changed shortly thereafter. Uh, they made the semifinals of what is now known as the Champions League back in 1988-89. Uh, their last international appearance, 2021-22 Europa League, did pretty well, made the round of 16. Uh, this year, they've got the third best offense and defense in this group, so no real surprise where they are. They qualified for this event as Super League, just spelled L-I-G as it's romanized. I kind of like that. Champions from last year. They, too, got to enter at the second qualifying round. Uh, the Turkey Super League, by the way, is ranked number nine in all of Europe, and that is, I think, the highest I've ever seen them in the handful of years I've been following the sport. Currently, they are in first place in the league. Excellent offense. But once again, you can't ignore the defense. They're number one in that regard, giving up less than two-thirds of a goal per match. Teams like that always make me nervous if I bet against them. Key players to look for. Tied for number one in league scoring with a dozen is Marwa Uh He is an Argentinian striker for them who spent the heart of his career with Inter Milan over in Serie A. According to uh, the foot mob folks, he's the second best overall player. Player in this entire league. Tied for second best in assists is Kerem Akhturkoglu, which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, but I know that he is uh, from Turkey. And uh, the guy that he's tied with, or one of them, is actually the aforementioned Marco Accardi. On the defensive side of things, number one in clean sheets in that league with eight is Fernando uh, Muslera. He is from Uruguay, veteran, 37 years old, third best in save percentage over there. Spent four years in Serie A with Lazio, maybe my favorite uh, Italian team before that. And he has got 133 national team appearances. You want to talk about defense traveling, that's often because you have a veteran presence. And it doesn't get a lot more veteran and yet still productive than this guy. Teams current 4-3, 1-0 in their last four, and that includes three straight league wins. Match number seven. One step further back into our week. Monday, match number seven from the AFC Cup. This is the equivalent of Europa League, by which I mean... This tournament is the secondary international club tournament in Asia. Teams have been divided into groups of four. The winners will advance. This is the last match in Group D. Number B, Odisha out of India versus uh, Basundara Kings, and that is out of Bangladesh. Uh, Kings currently lead Odisha by one. When they played earlier in this event, they beat them three to two. Uh, the bet Noob likes the BNL stay away from this one. At least that's a note to myself. I've done very well. In all my betting, I've done best on South American matches. Um, I've done my worst with anything having to do with any team from India. I've always been wrong on. Nevertheless, I'd say if you must bet, if you feel compelled, put a small one on Kings. They've got a lot of history on their side. All right, but let's talk about um, Odisha first from India. Odisha, by the way, is a state, if you're not familiar, the city out of which they play is Bhubaneswar. It is in the east, northeast, main part of the country. Uh, Metro area overall maybe has one and a half million people. It's considered a very attractive business city for this part of the world. Maybe one of the second best in the region or all of Asia. It's also a really big education hub which I'm sure plays into that. The club was founded uh, nine years ago and then refounded just four years ago. It's a little stop start when it comes to football over in India because it's not the biggest national sport. You're looking at cricket. Football is second at best. This is their first uh, AFC appearance of any kind, and they are known as the Kalinga Warriors. Kalinga being a name for the historical region and also known as the Juggernauts, which I like just because it's unique and kind of fun to say. In event play, they have got the number one offense by a lot. They have been getting over three goals per match. Uh, the defense, they've been giving away almost as much, though, uh, two and a third goals per match. Yeah, nevertheless, they've got the number one goal differential going. On this event scoring leaderboard, you will find uh, their Brazilian striker, Di- Diego uh, Mauricio, and he has three goals on the season. Taking a look at league play, the Indian top light is the Super League. Currently this team is in fifth place. The defense has been really lacking. Uh, Offence, uh, they are second best in that regard, though, getting one and three quarters goals per match. Key players to look for, number one in accurate passes overall per 90. That's not just long balls, that's all the way around is Ahmed Jehoa from Morocco, 35year old veteran central midfielder. Oh, he is also number one in accurate long balls. I just had to scroll down to the next page. So we've got another theme of long balls going on there. He's the only guy in the league that's managing 10 of those per match. Tied for second best in the league in clean sheets. So far it was three. It's moderately early there. Uh, be impressed with Amrinder Singh, team's current form. Uh, their 2-2 draw at Moen Bagan in their league snapped a four-match win streak across all competitions. And now, uh, Basundara Kings, or it might be Basundara, I'm not sure which, but they were founded in 2013 and named for an upscale residential district in the capital city of Dhaka. So if you like your uh, soccer kind of gritty, dirty, you know, blue collar, uh, this is not the team for you. This is like the Yankees of Bangladesh. This is their third straight AFC Cup appearance. They've never gotten past the group stage. And those three appearances are their only three all-time AFC appearances, which, given their brief history, is understandable. Uh, They're ranked just outside the top 850 clubs in the entire world by the IFFHS. Kind of fun inclusion there. Puts them right ahead of a uh, pretty good Scottish second division side, Dundee United. And Scotland's top flight, which Dundee bounces in and out of, is uh, one of the best 10 leagues, I believe, in Europe right now. In Asia, they carry a ranking of uh, number 135. They qualified for this event as the 2021-22 Bangladeshi Premier League Champions. I realize that was two years ago. There's been a change in the calendar. They've had to shore up some things. Just trust me, it all works out. Number three offense going in the league. Number one defense. And they have got tied for the second best goal differential. They'll be in international play next year once again. Their league is ranked just a little tiny bit above average within Asia. The 22nd ranked association. And this team, they are your defending champions. Uh, they've got the uh, number one offense going two and a half goals plus per match, and the number one defense as well. Key players to look for: couple of Brazilians. Their number one scorer with twenty on the year was Dory D O R I. Yeah, don't worry, the other one's not Nemo. Uh, forward, veteran, thirty-three years old, and uh, their assist leader, number one in the league, in fact, with a dozen is Robinho, and he plays a winger for them. Team's current form, they've won two straight and are unbeaten in their last four. Those are all in this event. Match number eight. Everything else is going to be Saturday matches. Match number eight, we head to the Caribbean to the nation of Turks and Caicos. Each of those names denotes an island string, and they make up one glorious country that is in the opening or Apertura stage of their two-stage season. They do that like a lot of the Spanish-speaking uh, countries in Central and South America. Now, if you're not familiar with any of these clubs, <laughs> don't worry. There's a good reason why. Uh, none of them have ever gone to the trouble of playing in the current Concacaf Champions Cup league not even the old cfu club championship nevertheless they could start anytime they want the two stage winners at the end of the year will play off for the right to get to go to the relatively new concacaf caribbean shield that's a tournament for the caribbean fully amateur leagues winners And the reason that we mention this is because whenever two teams are tied on top of their top flight table anywhere in the world, that means they automatically get talked about at least a little bit. Number one in the league, Academy Eagles. They will be playing host to number B, Sharks. And uh, Eagles lead the Sharks right now by three on goal differential. But I don't have a lot to tell you about either of these two teams. I just want to know how to bet on the darn thing. So for that, let's cheat and turn to our 3,500-year-old in-house prognosticator who, when we depict him on Twitter, doesn't look anything uh, like the Lego movies. uh, uh, Vitruvius, I'm sure of it. At least our guy doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman. He is going to have another drug-aided or perhaps drug-addled vision and tell us how to make some quid on this thing. Take it away, almighty soothsayer. that's the third week in a row we've had trouble reaching old damas we're going to have to have uh, send somebody out to check his equipment on our on our vast budget i'm sure that will be a problem but i did notice as the management, and yes, you can start to hear my eyebrows lower and my eyes narrow, he deci- he uh, he was tuning in and decided to leave it a little bit on some music that we're supposed to think is purely endemic to Turks and Caicos. Well, let me tell you, I know from Turks and Caicos, and that was not Ripsaw music, which is endemic to those islands. That was Rake and Scrape. May have been recorded in Turks and Caicos, and you can find it a lot in Turks and Caicos, but that music is originally endemic to the Bahamas. I know the difference between Bahamian ripsaw and Turks and Caicos ripsaw. The management, you and I are going to have to have a real talk about this. I'm I'm going to go scowl in the corner now for a bit. Insulting. Match number 9. We stay in our region of CONCACAF for match number nine, but we slide on over to Central America talking specifically about the LPF, the Liga Panamania Football, which has reached its playoff final here in the Closura stage. Now, Panama will send a total of three clubs to next year's Central American Cup, which is a feeder tournament to the CONCACAF Champions Cup or our Champions League. So, as you would imagine, the winners of the playoffs of this stage are going to be one of the teams that gets to go automatically. Your matchup, Independiente versus Taro. They are going to be playing this at the neutral site of uh, Pinonome. When they played earlier in the regular season at Taro's place, uh, it went. It was a shootout. Went to a three-three draw. All right. Independiente. There's a lot of clubs by that name. Usually you follow that up with the city that they're from. So more fully, it's Independiente uh, de la Correra, or Chorrera, C-H-O-R-R-E-R-A. Less than 20 miles south of Panama City. Agricultural region, though, a lot of fruit grown there and a whole lot of sugarcane. cane. 170,000 people there, maybe. And they are known as, uh, let's see if I remember right The abejitas. I know it translates to the little bees. I just love, you keep your lions. Give me something unique like like this more awesome they have won the league title five different times since joining division one in 2018 so they've been successfully uh, successful quickly 2009 19 though they made their only CONCACAF champions cup appearance and they got to the quarterfinals in the Apertura stage, they won the regular season, and then they also won the playoffs, and they did it over Toro. So these are definitely your best two teams uh, on the year. The conference was divided into East and West, and they won the West by 12 points over San Francisco this stage. And that was only in 16 matches, so that is a massive gulf between the teams. And they had even uh, five more overall points uh, than Toro, and I think there was intra- uh conference or divisional play. They had the league's number one offense by far getting almost two and a half goals per match. Number four defense to go with that. uh, Number one goal differential by over 50 percent. Just destroyed most everyone. Key player to look for, number one league scorer with 10 on the year. And that was Victor Avila. In this uh, playoffs, they advanced to the final over the second-best team from the San Miguelito, 4-3 to on aggregate. Teams current form 2-2-0 in their last four with a 10-8 and goal differential. So you can see where that defense could come back to bite them maybe just a little bit. If anyone's going to be able to do that and on the road, it's going to be a team like Toro with a lot of experience. They are known as the Toros de Pedregal. Uh, That is a district in the east part of Panama City, the capital. They have won 16 different stage titles. Uh, Most recently was the 2021 Clausura stage. Six times they've been to the CONCACAF Champions Cup. 2018 was their most recent and best performance there. They got to the quarterfinals. Key player to look for tied for second best in league scoring with eight is Rolando Blackburn, their homegrown striker with over 50 national team appearances. Team's current form, 2-1-0, and and they advance to this over another very good team historically, Alianza, 3-1 on aggregate. And match number 10, we're done. Finally! Oh, yes, finally, daughter dears, but we have saved the most important in our eyes till last. At least match number one, let it be number one in your hearts, the Major League Soccer final. The winners are going to get to go on to the CONCACAF Champions Cup round of 16. That's not the only team by any means that will be uh, representing the U.S. and or Canada, but it is the way to get there via the playoffs, get the overall title. You're going to be able to watch this on Fox, Fox Deportes, or the Old school way this year, Apple TV with MLS Pass, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Number three out of the West regular season, Columbus Crew taking on number three year defending champions, LAFC. A series between these two, LAFC have beaten them all three times they've played, although they didn't play it all this year. Let's learn a little bit about each. Columbus. If they win, this will be their third title. They last won it in 2020. Uh, 2021, they made the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. That is tied for the best they've ever done. And in 2023, this year, they made the round of 32. Last year, they finished in eighth place in the Eastern Conference and just missed out on the playoffs. This year, their offense was not going to allow that. They were number one in that regard, getting almost two goals per match. Defense was pretty average for the conference, but still, things were tight in that particular uh, Regard statistically, they finished with the number one overall goal differential. Team MVP, second best in league scoring with 20. You've got to say it was Juan Hernandez, their Colombian striker. He spent a lot of his career on contract with Watford over in uh, the PL and the championship in England, even if he didn't play a ton for them. This is a guy who's been well thought of throughout his career. A guy that we thought that we're going to miss a little bit more than they ended up missing him was Lucas Zellerian. He was probably the second best player in the league when uh, he and the club cut ties. The Armenian attacking midfielder went over to Al-Fatah, chasing the bag in Saudi Arabia. Team's current form, uh, they beat Cincinnati. Oh yeah, the Hell is Real Derby rivals, 2-3 to three after being down 2 nil. It took out an extra time for them to get there. Uh, the three playoff matches, they have a 9-5 and five goal differential, so the offense, they know who they are. They're not playing tons of defense, but they've just been a steamroller when they've had the ball. LAFC, this is a team that could stop them. The block and the gold, they started play in just 2018 and yet as I mentioned they are your defending champions and it was no fluke they won the supporter shield as well had the best overall record last year in the league's regular season they also won that in 2019. 2020 they were uh they finished as runners-up in their only ever appearance in the CONCACAF Champions Cup so far. They were very well balanced this year. They seem to be able to win no matter what sort of pace the game has, and I think that's what makes them dangerous. Uh, They had the third-best offense in the West getting almost one and two-thirds goals per match. They were one of a bunch of teams that was uh, giving up right around a goal per match. They were fourth-best in that regard. Offensively, take a look at number one league score, 24 goals for Dennis Bowenga out of Gabon. Uh, He is their left winger. He came over here from Saint-Étienne and basically career in the French leagues, uh, both in the, the top flight and some other ones as well. I think that their second best player, second time we've seen this name, Uh, Diego, last time we saw it with an S on the end, Diego uh, Palacio. He is an Ecuadorian left back for this team. A couple of assists, no goals, 68. interceptions. I, I have it written here as interruptions for some reason. Uh, uh, pardon me while you're dribbling the ball there, but I was wondering if we could change the subject. No, interceptions makes a lot more sense, so he has really anchored that defense. Team's current form 6-1-0 oh in their last seven. They advanced to the uh, final over uh, second-best Seattle Sounders in the West, and that they were uh, really coming on strong late in the year, so that was impressive. Uh, here in the playoffs, goal differential uh, four against nil so they haven't been scoring a ton but they haven't been conceding anything and that's why while I don't have the odds here right in front of me unless you see something really askew don't be afraid to throw a pretty heavy dart at the visiting team the black and gold of LAFC for this match bring forth the bonus matches And the first of the three highly anticipated bonus matches is a first versus last place matchup. My daughter dramatically calls the... Route, 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 route of, 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 of the week, 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 week. By the way, Person Noob has done the selecting on these as well instead of putting things on Twitter for polls like we often do. Time was of the essence this particular week. But normally we have those up at Soccer Noob USA on X, formerly known, of course, as Twitter. And we invite you there to vote on future polls and converse with us on all things footy and life oriented. The child, she is uh, full of wisdom. Well, she's full of something. Doesn't smell like wisdom all the time, but it might be. All right. The first one that she selected is your route of the week, a first versus last place match to be played Wednesday in South Africa's premier division. Two teams will get to go to the African Champions League. One will get to go to the secondary tournament, the Confederation Cup. On the other end of things, one team will be automatically relegated. One will have to fight for their lives at the end of the year against a second division team in what's called a relegation playout match. They're almost halfway through the season down there. Your matchup number one, utterly dominant Mamelody Sundowns versus. Cape Town Stars, uh, the Sundowns, they lead number B, Cape Town City, by five points in the table. Yeah, you can see Cape Town City, Cape Town Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs are very much the secondary uh, team. Another note, mamelodi they've got three to four matches on everyone, and they're already five points up on second place. Yeah, they're going to run away with it again. Meanwhile, uh, Cape Town Spurs, if I said Stars originally, that was a misread. It is Spurs, and they trailed number 15, second to last place, Richard Bay. By seven points. So their season uh, not going the way they wanted to at all. Series between these two, Sundowns have a 9-4-3 advantage. And quite frankly, I don't know how Spurs have even won three of them. Mamlodi Sundowns, they play out of a part of uh, Pretoria of that name, Mamelodi, Which is, uh, Pretoria is the administrative capital. Area has maybe 350,000. Bafana, you've heard it before. Bafana, Bafana, meaning uh, the boys, the boys. Well, they call themselves at this level, Bafana Style. The Stylish Boys, apparently. I kind of like that. It took a little bit to grow on them, but now I'm in. Uh, they have won uh, the Premier Division or whatever it was called at the time. It's changed historically. 16 Division I titles. They are the six-time league defending champions. They've also won one Champions League. That was in 2016. This year, perfect record so far in League 10-0-0. They're also in the Champions League currently. They're part of a four-way tile. All four teams are tied on four points, but they lead on goal differential. So they are in the driver's seat, if tenuously in league play they've got the number one offense in a league by a lot getting a full two goals per match number one defense by even more huge golf they've only given up three in their 10 matches they've got the number one goal differential running which i think is the key indicator especially when you've got a very uneven number of games going uh goal differential is over three times better than anybody else in the league the league MVP this year it's got to be lucas ribiera the brazilian left winger yes the brazilians export to everywhere He's also tied for number one in, or he is tied for number one in scoring with seven. And he's also previously been with a variety of Belgian clubs, including some, I believe, like Sporting Charleroi over in Belgium. So European fans do have a chance at recognizing that name. Number one inaccurate passes per 90, that has been Teboho uh, Mukoena, their homegrown central midfielder. And then on the defensive side of the ball, seven clean sheets is best in the league, as is his 88-plus percent save rate. That is Runwin Williams. Team's current form, though, they are 1-1-1 one, one, one across all competitions. Nevertheless, they should make utter roadkill out of Cape Town Stars, who actually have won a single Division I title. That was back in 1995 when there were two different leagues. I think that might have been a race-related thing. Politics certainly were involved in some aspect. Not too long after that, the two leagues were merged into one. They have made two Champions League appearances. Most recent was 2009, and they made the group stage, the better of their two visits, in 2005. They play in the western Cape Town suburb of Pyro, which has about 125,000 people. Last year, they finished in second place in the second division and got promoted Uh, they've got one wins and nary a draw so not a lot of points to be found Uh, the offense is bad the defense that's really been their bugaboo they've got the worst by better than a factor of two giving up over two goals per match and the worst goal differential also by over 200% yikes nevertheless key players to look for tied for second best in the league in assists is Chumani Butsaka their homegrown right winger 22 years old even made a national team appearance in 22 but unfortunately on the offensive side where they're missing out and need some more production if they're going to climb out of that pit they're in uh, Ashley Copito their 22 year old uh, attacker he's got five big chances missed you got to turn the majority of those into goals if you really want to excel they need more out of him team's current form their lone win was five matches ago although it was a nice scalp even in home against number five Orlando Pirates and we are always looking for reasons to think that maybe the Super duper underdog could somehow get an upset. That Orlando Pirates win is pretty much the one thing that we have to go on here. Could you be the the most meaningless meaningless match in the world? Yes, you could. could. You're so boring. (laughs) We could not better introduce our second bonus match than out of our hearts full of song. Yes, the most meaningless match in the world. Two teams caught smack dab in the middle of their table more than less, more or less, at the very least equidistant between the glory of finishing near the top and getting an international berth or finishing near the bottom and getting relegated out of the league. Never to be heard from again. These are your Netflix and chill teams playing on Thursday. We stay in the African continent, but you're still going to get some frequent flyer miles because we're heading all the way north to Egypt. Their top flight is also called the Premier League. Two of their teams will go to the CAF champion league third place finishers to the uh, confederations cup on the other end of things three of the 18 will get relegated i don't want to say these two teams have nothing to worry about if only because it's just so early in the season they're not quite a quarter of the way through about eight nine games apiece is what they've played nevertheless here they are for the moment number nine al-masri versus number 10 Zamalek. and yes if you know anything about the egyptian premier league you're probably surprised here Zamalek's name we'll get into that al-masri they currently lead Zamalek by one point in the table. Uh, Masri, they trail number three, uh, Talaea El Gaish, by two points. So some teams to leapfrog to get to international play, but you can see that two points isn't very much. And then Zambia, they or uh, Zamalek, rather, they lead number 16, Farco by six points. A little bit more of a golf there. Series between these two has been all Zamalek, 16, 3, and 5 record in recent years. We'll talk about Al Masri first. Uh, they are located at West of the Suez Canal, that city, it stretches along the northeast coast there uh, for them, uh, adjacent to the Mediterranean, maybe 800,000 people there. A lot of fishing and a lot of industrial uh, base for the economy there. The team is considered to be number four in the country all time by the IFFHS, uh, number 23 in the African Football Confederation, and in the top 1,500 in the world. They are known as the Green Eagles. Okay, I can get behind that. The other one is the uh, Pharaohonic Horus, so the Pharaoh's godlike assistant. I, I had a little bit of trouble with that one but it, I practiced saying it so I wasn't going to not say it 2011-2012 uh, soccer history folk will recognize this name unfortunately because of a major disaster that happened there that led to 75 deaths and I know well over 100 if not hundreds of injuries there was a partial structure collapse and a big stairwell I think and it was caused by rioting fans uh, the rest of the entire Premier League got cancelled that year and then El Masri voluntarily I believe sat out the next season. Yeah, it says out of respect for those who had uh, they literally and figuratively fallen. All right, to happier things. They have won one league title that was back in 1998. Their best uh, African international appearance was in the Confederation Cup. They made the semifinal in 2018. League play last year, they finished in fifth place. This year, the strength is offense. The problem, defense. They're giving up almost one and two-thirds goals per match in a league where scoring has been at a bit of a premium so far. Uh, Team MVP for them, according to FootMob, and in my opinion, is Mido Gaber, homegrown midfielder. With three goals, who was with Al early in his career. And you know, if he played with Al that he's got to be good. Kind of like if it were named Smuckers, except football, not jam. All are the best team on the continent. Maybe. Not my favorite though. Haha, go wide Teams current form 1-0-2 in their last three with a four-and-eight goal differential. And now Zamalek. They play out of the city of Giza. Presumably they used to play in Cairo because Zamalek is the name of a district in that city. In any event, they are known as the White Castle and the White Knight and have won 14 league titles, most recent one just a couple of years ago four Champions League titles to their credit as well, which I had not known, but the first, most recent one rather, was back in 2002. A good uh, decade and change before I really started following this game in earnest. Last year, they finished in third place. This year, uh, defense not that great. Once again, one and a quarter's goals per match plus is what they're giving up, but they've got tied for the best offense in the league. So at least in Egyptian terms, we could be in for a shootout here. Uh, Key player to look for in that case in particular, Number three in the uh, MVP races, if you will, Courtney Defoe mob, is the singularly named Zizzo, their attacking midfielder who has four goals and an assist. European fans outside shadow recognizing him. He was over in Portugal for a bit, played for a, uh, I don't want to even call it quite an average club, but uh, Morai Team's current form, they have won four straight across all competitions, including in the Confederations Cup. And now it's time to have our way with two sad sack bottom feeders from somewhere in the world. This is the match of... Disappointed! And it's going to be a Wednesday match from the Slovenia top flight called the Perva Liga. It is the number one, 31 ranked league in all of UEFA. A little bit below average. Might be a little bit above average if it weren't for these two sad sack bottom feeders we have selected. One of the ten is going to get relegated. One will have to fight for their lives in a relegation playoff match at the end of the year. And they are about halfway through the season. So far, your leading, for lack of a better word, contenders are number 10 last place, Rogaska versus number 9, Alumin. Nia. yeah, ends with a J, but I think I'm getting the vowel right for once. Not that they deserve me to put in the work, not these two teams. Illuminia they lead Rogoska by four points, and they trail number eight, Radomier, by two points. Can they catch them? Maybe, probably not. Time will tell. When they played earlier this season, uh, it was actually Rogoska, I believe, that got a 2-1 win. In any event, we will talk about them first as hosts don't go there for the football but if you do end up there you will stay for the magnesium high springs oh this place in this part of the world is synonymous with luxury spa resort again high magnesium water it's for centuries been thought to be a curative it is definitely very very relaxing and is the only thing anybody ever comes here for there's actually only about 5000 people in the town it's in the east part of the country club was founded in 1999 last year they were in the second division and one it congratulations to them for that you won't be hearing that word very much this particular season this is their first season in division one in all seriousness and they were in division four as recently as 2015 16 so quite a climb they've had before they finally bit off clearly more than they can chew worst offense in the league worst defense in the league worst goal differential by a factor of over 50% nevertheless they do have a guy who is in the top three and scoring in the league with seven and that is I'm going to pronounce it Nate. N-E-Y-C, uh, gratisari He is just 21 years old. Plenty of time for him to uh, get away from the spell that clearly the uh, spa-like waters have cast over him and get on to a better football club. This is his second professional year. Team's current form, they've suffered three straight losses with an eight versus four goal differential against them. And now Illuminia, they are known as the forest sirs yeah a lot of the times he's running across something like metallurgists, whether it's central asia eastern or central europe but no this time they went with the landscape that's fine they play out of the uh, town of kiddo which is near i have no clue how to pronounce this even knowing that the j is kind of a y sound uh tuya p-t-u-j that's what we'll go with it's the uh, municipal seat in this area northeast part of the country economy as you would guess by the name of the club is built on aluminum smelting in this case it's not mined right there um, uh, Kirovetshevo might have about fifteen hundred people there, but uh, Tuya—they probably have closer to twenty thousand. So that's where your fan base comes from, such as it might be. They have won two Division Two titles. Most recent one was just over a decade ago. Last year, they finished second place in the second division uh, to their opponents today, and thusly got promoted. Going to be sent right back down, probably. Now, before they were uh, demoted the year before, they had actually been in the top five for six straight years. It's not looking like they're going to survive right now. The offense is a little bit better, but they're still only getting a, a touch over one goal per match. Uh, team scoring leaders, I didn't even bother with full notes here. A couple of guys had three. Some guy named Sandro Jovanovic and the other guy, I just made a note that his first name was Tin. Yeah, I didn't even care what his last name was at that point. Maybe it's common in that part of the world, in fairness. I don't want to be, you know, you know sound overly ignorant or something. Not a noob in every way. But I had never seen the name Tin before. So there you go. Team's current form, they are 1-1-2 one, one, and two in their last four. They have lost two straight. And even though they are both new to the top flight, we accept no excuses here in bland And thusly, we will shoo them away in our terrible fashion was bad. It was awful. I was dead. Get him away. Hey, boo. boo. 13 matches. That's enough. This has been episode 165 of Soccer Noob Rock in America, featuring Person Noob. Thank you very much to my daughter as well as to he who is known as the management for all of his editing and production wizardry, even if he can't get his Caribbean music right or is messing with me one way or the other. Uh, rip saw, rake and scrape. I know. I know what you're doing. And I won't stand for it. Sleep with one eye open. You know how some jokes have an end? Yeah, this one doesn't.